Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the founder and head coach at Straight Shot Training, a personal training company dedicated to helping people of all fitness levels feel better, move better, and live better with progressive functional strength and conditioning workouts. Continuing our series on coaches who embraced the challenges of 2020, we have Jess Roz, strength and conditioning coach from JR Performance. Even before the lockdown hit, she was paving her own path, being a female strength and conditioning coach in a male-dominated industry. I first met Jess when she was in high school, working out at a gym that I worked at. We've kept in touch over the years, and it's been amazing to see her growth as a coach. But what she accomplished last year is on a whole other level. Jess started her own performance coaching business and opened up a physical location in the middle of the shutdown and has grown JR Performance to be a hotspot for young athletes to come and build both strength and self-confidence with her unique approach. In this episode, Jess shares her experience from last year and all of the struggles and challenges that she's had to face along the way to becoming the coach and mentor that she is today. Before we get into our conversation, though, I want to let you all know again about the Straight Shot Email Club. You see, the other week we gave away free personal training sessions to some lucky winners in the email club, and we've got plenty more giveaways and deals coming up for our email club members. In addition to these giveaways, the club gets this weekly newsletter with links to all of our content from the week, plus content that you can only get in that newsletter. If you'd like to join, it's free. Just head over to straightshottraining.com and click Join the Email Club to get signed up. While you're over there on the website, you can check out how we help people reach their fitness goals every day with remote personal training. And if you have some questions about working with us, you can click on the Request a Coach button to chat with me personally about it. Again, that's straightshottraining.com. All right, let's hear from Coach Jess Roz now on how the challenges of her life set her up to take on 2020 with full force. What's up, Jess? Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. You sound great. Can you hear me all right? Awesome. Yeah, I can. Oh, well, thanks so much for taking the time to, to sit down and chat with me for a second today. No, absolutely. I'm excited. Yeah. So obviously, you know, this this time last year was a little bit different for the both of us. No, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, it's crazy um, for sure. Uh, just like, how like COVID and stuff. It's, it's wild. It's, I don't know about you, but I've been really feeling like reflective over the past couple of weeks about like how different life was for us as coaches last year, where everything was kind of up in the air. No, absolutely. Yeah. So like, it's just amazing. Even just how much COVID has just impacted even just like the fitness world and stuff. And um, even like where I was a year ago is different. Like I opened up my gym a year ago, like during COVID and uh, had to like navigate that and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so it's definitely been a a very challenging year, but there's been a lot of pros and cons and stuff uh, just to COVID in general. And how it's just impacted everything and who knows when, (laughs) when it'll end, but absolutely. And I definitely want to get into talking about your physical location because I, I mean, that really impressed me that you pulled that off last year. Um, I, we, we have, we have to get into that. But before we, we do this, I think it's important for people to know a little, a little bit of your, your backstory, um, because I met you when you were in high school and you were working out at the Y. Yep. And and yep. a lot's ha- a lot's happened since then. So. Um, can you give us just a little bit of a backstory starting out mainly in, in high school with your athletic career there and what kind of has happened up through you know, high school through college? 
Yeah, absolutely. So through high school, I played two sports. I played basketball and lacrosse. Um, and so uh, during my junior C- uh, year, I really just decided to focus on basketball. Um, I wanted to go D1, just all the, the dreams that every young female has within basketball. They want to go at the highest level. They want to become the best athlete that they can be. And I wanted to be that athlete. Uh, the work ethic was there, um, but the resources that I had were not. Um, and so I didn't have the best coaches and I didn't have, uh, I also didn't put myself in opportunities to succeed. Like my parents were all there. They were there to support, but people that actually knew how to get me to that level, I just didn't have, I wasn't on a very good AU team. Um, and even just back then, like social media wasn't really around, um, Instagram, like just, just started, but like, so the whole strength and conditioning and sports performance and skills training, like all that stuff didn't, it might've existed, but I didn't necessarily see it. There were a lot of female athletes that didn't see it back then. So um, unless you were on a specific AU team or you just had, you know, a God-given ability, um, then, you know, recruiting and trying to elevate your game was very hard. So junior year, um, you know, I really wanted that goal. And then um, after my junior year, going into my senior season, I started dealing with uh, just some some mental uh, issues and stuff. So I went through like a depression and eating disorder and I got down to like 105 pounds at the Y. I would run so much. I would just run and run and run thinking that if I became, you know, skinnier or if I lost weight or if I became this certain image that maybe I would be happier or I I would succeed. And so the identity of me playing basketball really just uh, kind of correlated to the eating disorder and the depression that I went through. And just because, you know, that was my identity. That's what I wanted to do. And that dream, like just, I, I burned out, like I, I couldn't do it anymore. And so after my senior year, um, I, uh, went to college and I always thought that I needed to go, uh, this like step-by-step. So like I had to, you know, graduate high school, go to college, get a job, start a family, like that, that, typical step-by-step process that everyone else that everyone is taught that we have to live and so I experienced within the past like five years six years since high school graduating high school to now um, I've really just seen like you know you don't have to have that you can pivot and you can just find yourself and find you know what you're passionate about and so um, you know it all comes down to that's why I do what I do because what I went through in high school in terms of the basketball and then um, as we'll get into, there's been a lot more, um, you know, things that have happened in my life that have now, you know, led me to where. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do, I, re- I vividly remember you working out in like the corner of the Y and you would do these like circuits and you would be in the gym for hours and, yep. and, and, and not knowing then, what I was doing, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that's something where, I mean, I remember back then that you've always had this really strong worth work ethic. And I think that that's, you know, like you said, it was just, it wasn't guided correctly. And you didn't have the the coaches in place to be able to help you channel that work ethic to something that was, you know, more performance related and, and that was healthier and, and allowed you to have this good view of yourself as you were doing it, um, which is so cool because that's what you're doing now as a coach for, for young women. So do you feel, do you feel like, did you really pull still from your high school experience in, in how you coach these 
young ladies in their sports? Oh, hundred percent. So, um, I tell, um, really what my purpose is, is I'm trying to be the coach that I needed in high school, um, when I was 16, when I was 17, and even that coach that I needed in college transitioning into college. Um, and so that's really like, that's why I do what I do. Um, that's one of the big things is like, what did I need when I was 16 or 17? And so now it doesn't become about me anymore. This isn't, this isn't about me. This is about helping the young females that have so much potential and so much untapped potential. How can I bring out that potential? You know, like I am, I am a shy and reserved person. Like, uh, I wouldn't talk very much, even like back (laughs) in high school, I was super reserved. I just would stick to myself. And so over these past couple of years, like I've really had to just let that go. I'm like, you know, these female athletes don't need someone that's shy and reserved. They need someone that is, that gives them confidence and teaches them things that they wish that, or that they, that will help that through my experiences, I feel like I would have needed to know. Um, and just, I've really had to really step outside of my comfort zone and not become, so I'm almost like, I've almost become this shy and reserved person. And now I become, you know, someone that maybe someone else needs. And um, you just like, it's not about me. It's about building the best athletes to give them the courage and confidence. And most of the time, like with athletes, it's not even their physical ability. They have all the physical ability in the world. Just like, you know, I believe I did. Um, yeah. Obviously, like I, it could have been a lot better, but I, I just was naturally gifted at sports. Like I, I could be thrown into any sport. Um, and I could do okay at it. Right. Like I could do well at it. Like I didn't play lacrosse and, um, I had people that said like, I could have played D one for lacrosse. You know, I had offers to play basketball. It just all happened naturally to me without these skills training. And so there's a lot of athletes like that with that natural ability, but confidence, um, and that mental, that mentality just gets in the way. And now with social media, it's even, it's even worse. Uh, you know, you're talking about body image issues. You're talking about confidence. You're talking about like how females are told to sit back and stay on the sidelines or, you know, be in the kitchen, like whatever it may be. And so (laughs) I'm not, you know, like, what do, what did I need? Like, I thought that same thing too, like, uh, back then. So it's like, what do I need, uh, to do in order to bring, uh, to kind of change the game a little bit and chop that up and, make sure that these athletes may hear this, but how can they really uh, push through and realize that they can do anything that they want? Um, so absolutely. It's not, it's not about me. It's not just the training. It's not just the weightlifting, um, you know, or the drills, like it's about actually making an impact and building a relationship with them. Um, and then teaching them things that I wish I knew. Man, that, that is so awesome, it's especially when you're talking about the confidence part. And, you know, obviously you you were gifted as an athlete, but there's this there. And it's, it's just it's such a double standard that that when you have a female athlete who talks about how good she is at her sport and, you know, how hard she works and, you know, her gifts and her abilities and, you know, why she you can be a, a, a dominant force in whatever sport it is that she's in. It's for some reason, people then bring that up as like someone being cocky when you have the same right. thing, come, you have the same thing coming from a male athlete and it's confidence. Right. Exactly. It's, no, it's, um, <laughs> it's I, so yeah, messed up. I posted, yeah. I posted about that. I was like, you know, y'all can be humble about your talents. That's fine. Um, but like, know that you're a badass too. And every time, every time a female athlete comes into me, one of the first questions I ask is what are you good at? Um, and they stutter, like they have no idea. Um, you know, they literally are like, um, I don't know. And I'm just like, 
like, what are you good at? Like, what do you believe that, what are your strengths? And um, it's really having to like, sometimes uh, really dig it out. Um, it's like pulling teeth sometimes, which I totally understand back then I did not know what I was good at. So I'm really like empathetic of it for sure. And I really just try to help them out. I'll, like, I'll be like, Hey, I'll give you an example. Like I haven't even seen you play your sport, but the way that you, you know, you're the way you are and you conduct yourself in here, I know like your potential. And so, um, I've been able to see that with the athletes that I'm working at, but they don't even know what they're good at. They don't know what their strength strengths are. But if I give them, I would say, what are you bad at? What do you need to get better at? Oh man, instantly, <laughs> like yeah, seconds, yeah, that's, they're going to yeah, give me, a, they're going to give me a list of everything that they're, they're bad at or anything that anyone else has said that they are not good at, or they need to get better at. So, um, it's just crazy, uh, the mentality and like, no one's having that conversation at all. Um, I don't know any, any coaches, um, that, I mean, I'm sure there's coaches out there, um, yeah, yeah. And, but there's a lot of coaches that, um, are really just not getting, getting the mentality part. And especially when you're a male coach, um, you know, training a female athlete, like it's all about preference, obviously, but like, yeah a female is going to know a female's mentality, especially when, you know, I've experienced it. Absolutely. No, we, we, we can't even pretend to understand the experience of a female athlete as male, male athletes. Cause we just, we haven't right. been there we, and we don't know what it's like. So that's why I think it's so important for male coaches, male athletes to listen to the female voices in the strength and conditioning space, listen to the female athletes and understand like their experience has been such a tougher road than it is for the average male athlete. And that, I mean, you, did you see the weight room at the, the big controversy, the weight room? At yeah. The, uh, the, the oh my so yeah. Yes. No, and it's something, yeah. It's something that I would definitely wanted to bring up because, um, cause it was like good timing about this podcast. Cause you said like how tough it is to be a female in the strength conditioning industry, but also for female athletes in general, like um, it is an extremely tough road. Um, because now even when you look at the NCAA, just like the amount of disparities between the men and women oh is like gosh. on full display. Like you are really, the NCAA really, really showed, really showed how like they've been preaching equality and togetherness throughout this COVID. Um, but yeah. <laughs> you know, and that they claim that their student athlete, you know, for their student athletes, but, um, you know, with the weight room, with the meals, with the COVID testing, um, you know, cheaper COVID testing, uh, even the, just the game floor, you know, if you look at the game uh, floor, it says yeah. NCA women's basketball versus March madness. It's like March madness has been a word just for division one men's basketball. And so, um, they didn't even think, and they, you know, it shows that they didn't think, and they don't think women uh, deserve the same amenities as the men, or they don't have, you know, the same value. And it, they put it on full display at the NCA. Absolutely. Yeah. For, for anyone listening who, who isn't sure what we're talking about, they had a a picture. It was a, 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 I can't remember the, the athlete that posted the picture. Do you remember where she was from? So it was a strength and conditioning coach from Stanford. Um, oh, she was she the, coach was from the Stanford. first one. Yep. She was the first one to, it was a strength and conditioning coach from Houston um, for the Houston men's basketball team took a picture of the men's um, weight room. And then she like made a collage or a pic collage um, of their weight room. And she's like, you know, I, I don't normally post things like this, but like, this is, absolutely ridiculous and disrespectful yeah and and the and the picture the women's strength and conditioning room was a just a tree of dumbbells that i think went up to like 15 pounds 
and yeah, it was like 30. Yeah. Yes. And the, and the men's area was this full, like banquet area of a hotel set up with, you know, rigs and racks and plates all over the place and tons of space. And it was like, I thought it was a joke at first. And I thought somebody was like, it was just like making a joke. And then I looked at, looked it up and that was legit what they had there. And the NCA, you know, came yeah. out and, and apologized for it. But like, that is absurd that that it's is a bandaid. They were just covering oh, up. Yeah. It's a bandaid. Like, it's not about the weight room. Like that should have been, that should have been uh, done beforehand. It's like, you're seeing women as less valuable um, than their male counterparts. And then, you know, I like to compare it to, it's like, you know, I saw this quote that a, like now coaches are coming out with statements and they were like, it's, it's like giving women at universities cheaper cafeteria food, you know, cheaper textbook and resources because of their perceived cash value. And so it's just insane. Like NCA is a nonprofit organization. So you can't even put the money uh, aspect into it. And they came out, NCAA came out and said it wasn't a money issue, that it was a space issue. And then another video came out <laughs> like now, now with TV. And so you had WNBA players, you had NBA players, um, really like supporting, like it went viral, really supporting the women's game and being like NCAA, like y'all messed up. This is super disrespectful. Now you got coaches coming out with this statement, like really showing like we have a long way to go. And so um, you know, and even you look at the women's game has definitely grown, like even just in the past year, you know, um, I saw a statistic, like it's the women's like tournament challenge, like filling out the brackets and stuff has doubled. Um, oh, and awesome. so since, since 2019 and like, you know, it's presence continues to rise, like on a global level, you have, you know, Sabrina UNESCO's Paige Becker's, uh, Brianna store, like, uh, Sue Bird, you have these high level athletes with thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers, even millions of followers. If you look at like yeah. Megan Rapino and Alex Morgan, oh, yeah. like, so there's, there's no reason why at the college level with an, with the NCA as a nonprofit organization, you know, you know, preaching how we're togetherness and equality and then treating them as less than their male counterparts. It's like, everything should be absolutely equal. Absolutely. Jeez. So now is that yeah. something now? I mean, that's something that you've always had to experience as an athlete and then a coach getting, getting into this space. Um, yeah. you started out, you started out coaching at a CrossFit, right? Yes. Yeah, so, um, I, you know, like I said before, I always thought that I needed to do this step-by-step -step process. So yeah. I went to university of Delaware. Um, I transferred, I, that's kind of where I found CrossFit and started to get into that. And honestly, like, um, I was in a very, very low place, uh, depression, uh, suicidal thoughts, all that kind of stuff, um, you know, not eating. Um, and so I ended up getting, um, I ended up messaging this guy named Colt and, uh, you know, I have him over and over again throughout the years. And like, it's definitely due time to really tell him how much that one person changed my life. Um, and he saved me from maybe harming myself. And so I had reached out to him like last desperation type thing. Um, and he's like, absolutely come join us. It was like a college, um, CrossFit that, um, we went to, like they went to a day. It was like a group of 15 of them that went uh, to a gym locally, uh, at the university of Delaware. And he was so nice, so welcoming. And honestly, like that one message, I don't even know what really got me to even send that message, but the way that he responded and how welcoming he was like, that's what saved my life. So I ended up getting into CrossFit realized, you know, I kind of want to pursue this because I'm an athlete. I'm competitive. Like what yeah. else is there to do other than college basketball? And so, you know, 
I decided like, okay, maybe I want to pursue something like this. Like, obviously it's a impossible, almost impossible task, but I decided <laughs> to transfer um, to Shepherd University and commute from home. And so I ended up going to a CrossFit gym that ended up tra- uh, um, going through an ownership change um, after I had just been like taking classes and stuff. And then, um, you know, realized that I wanted to start coaching and getting uh, more confident with that and teaching people this. And I'd always had a passion for the fitness and athletes and stuff. So I decided to go the CrossFit route and started coaching, you know, your soccer moms, your, um, you know, the 70, 80 year olds that, you know, need to stay in shape or just anyone, just general health um, for people. It wasn't necessarily athletes. Um, And I just started doing uh, CrossFit classes and then, um, you know, thought, that I wanted to do physical therapy and, uh, you know, what, what did I want to do? Uh, what, it, what did I want to get into? And that's kind of how I went through the athlete route, uh, because, um, I actually got the opportunity through one of my coaches to start training their, um, their son or their daughter. Um, okay. and so they had seen me like on Instagram and whatever, me posting these videos and they're like, Oh, can you train my daughter? And that's kind of how I got into that. So that was outside of the CrossFit. And then I got a job to start doing personal training with inside of the CrossFit gym that I was at. And, um, that was at the X project. Uh, so Michael, um, really like he taught me everything that I know now. And he kind of led the way and kind of gave me the push, um, to really see fitness in a different realm and see my confidence in a different realm. So you know, he kind of passed the torch a little bit. So he, he, you know, we used to spend hours and hours at a time, like, um, in between CrossFit classes, I used to spend all day there. We would, um, always talk and always, he would teach me things about life in general. It wasn't just the, the training aspects. He would teach me everything, um, the emotional, spiritual, like, um, intellect, like, everything. And he's a very passionate, um, you know, coach, but it's more than just fitness. Um, and so we kind of connected on that level and he really like really helped me, uh, become the coach I am and, you know, give me, gave me the confidence to, um, to pursue. And he was always an outlet for me to be able to, uh, talk to someone that I needed to. So, you know, you realize that you have different people at different stages in your life, you know, um, that really yeah. help you get to where you want to be. And that's, uh, kind of what I'm noticing. So, you know, it was, it was, you know, the, the UD CrossFit club, and then it was the X project. And now, um, you know, it's my, my family's always been there, but now it's like, you know, the community that I have now of my athletes, you know, my girlfriend, my family, um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, you had these, these coaches and these other athletes who are kind of, you know, building your confidence and lifting you up along the way. And mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just like you said before, now, now you have the opportunity to do this to other people, um, right. which is always cool whenever it works out like that. So you, you coached at the gym for a little bit, but when did this idea for you starting your own company start? Cause I mean, that's a whole other thing in, in all of this too, is you becoming a business owner. Yeah, no. So back when I was coaching CrossFit, I was like, and just seeing, um, you know, Michael go through the business stuff and really seeing that as an employee, I was like, there is no way in hell I want to own a business. I was like, (laughs) I don't want to go through that. Like, it seems like it's ridiculous. So I never thought that I would ever open up a gym, but, um, you know, life has, um, you know, it's, it's ways of just putting you where you need to be and everything happens for a reason. So, um, it happened about, 
I would say two or so years ago, about a year before I decided to leave the gym, I was like getting the idea of it because um, in order to, you know, grow um, and build myself and build what I wanted to build, I knew that I had to go out on my own. Um, like the vision that, you know, the X project had versus the vision I had just wouldn't have worked. Um, and so I knew that it was time like to, to really grow my brand and grow me, not have another person's name. Like I really just wanted, I realized that I needed to work, you know, um, I needed to be this, you know, the CEO, I need to be the owner. I needed to be the head coach. Um, just like my personality, um, but also like in order to grow the brand that I wanted to grow and grow myself and promote myself. Yeah. And you, and you know what, that's, that's something that, that happens naturally in this industry. And I don't think that you are the type of person who, you know, is, you know, the, the number three coach in a big gym, like this is what right. you're supposed to be. This is clearly what you're supposed to be doing. So I think this was just a, a natural pathway for you to, to start doing your own thing. But I think probably was it 2020 that really just like gave you the kick to just really go hard with it? No. Yeah, it was definitely 2020. Uh, before I even knew anything about COVID, I had started looking for places about six months before and um, I was deciding, okay, where do I want to go? Um, you know, do I want to stay within Frederick? Do I want to go, you know, more towards DC? Like, what's the best option for me right now? And I ended up finding the place that I'm at now. Um, I had, you know, help looking around, but it was really just driving around and finding a place. And I saw this lease for sale. And I uh, talked to, you know, uh, my contract leaser who helped me with that best. And I was like, you know, I got to take that risk, um, you know, to, uh, you know, in hopes of helping other you know, athletes, um, that, you know, female athletes, but also, you know, any athlete that comes into my, uh, to my gym, like, how can I give them the best opportunity? And it's, it's me making that risk, um, and putting, you know, others in front of myself to make that decision. Yeah. So six, six months you were looking for the place. And then when did you actually get it? So I signed the lease, uh, in March, uh, about right before COVID. Oh, so March no 1st, way. I signed oh, the lease. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like right oh no. I have, I have receipts. I have receipt dates of when I bought all the equipment and it was March 11th. And then that oh, week is when gosh. everything shut down. Right. So like, um, other than just squat racks, that's the only thing I didn't have. Um, I had gotten everything that I needed, but I couldn't open up my gym. Um, and so March, April 1st was when I was supposed to open up. I was like super excited. I was ready to go. Oh, no. um, I had everything and then boom, everything shut down. So I was grateful in the fact that I found a spot, um, you know, before COVID happened that I had gotten all my fitness equipment, but it definitely, um, you know, I had my challenges with that. Yeah. But I mean, this is, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on in this series was, you know, the series is all about coaches pivoting in 2020 to make it happen. You just immediately started hustling out of, out of your garage. Yes. So I bought all the, uh, <laughs> I asked my mom, I was like, cause I still live with my parents at the time. And I just uh, asked my mom, I was like, Hey, um, can I, um, outfit the garage to a gym? Because like, I'm screwed if I, you know, cause obviously this is, that was my only living. Um, and no one was hiring at the time. Um, no. and so I decided to, I brought all my fitness equipment. I definitely hustled outside the garage. I started, you know, training my neighbors because they saw uh, me just training. And then all the athletes that I had, I was just like, hey, you can come and, you know, let's train, let's get some work in. And 
I would ask people all the time. Like I would just message people and I still message people this day, like, Hey, let's get some work in. Um, and so that's, that's what I did. I did that until about June, um, until like gyms were opening. And so I was in a good, I was in a good spot in terms of being a gym because I was a small gym. Um, I don't have any more than about eight people at a time. Um, I train mostly individual athletes and then I have a couple groups, but that's pretty much it. So I was in a good position because it was like, it came out with a 10 or less. And I was like, sweet, I can go ahead and do that because I'm 10 or less. And, you know, you just wear masks. Um, you just, you know, socially distance, all that kind of stuff. And, um, so it presented the challenge of, you know, having to pivot and having, but, um, honestly, like being a part of the X project, um, you know, Michael allowed me to have, you know, my business obviously with some commission to him as well, but he let me go and train other people and I didn't owe him anything. So he allowed me to start my brands even outside of the gym. So I was used to training kids outside or, um, at a field or on a basketball court. So like I was used to that style. Um, and so it was that I was grateful for because like doing the outside workouts, like you can still get a good workout outside. I had already had experience with that. Also the pro of having a smaller gym. Um, and so that helped as well. And then also having all the equipment. So there was a lot of pros and it got, you know, it, it helped me in a way because, um, now sports were canceled kids still need to work out and that's how i also got a lot of clients as well so there there was a lot of challenges definitely was not easy uh through that COVID process still is not easy now um but it did help there are pros and i definitely have to look at the pros as um you know as that and know that like you know everything happens for a reason and maybe you know COVID really did help in a way yeah man Gosh, and we, we don't have our cameras off because you can't you can't see how big I'm smiling here, Jess. But this is a this is a, this is exactly why you are already successful and why you are going to continue to be successful. It's because in everything you just said, you didn't speak in a negative tone about anything that happened last year when you arguably had even more of a right than than me to be you know mad about what happened because you had a location you had a gym you had everything set up and all of a sudden you can't you can't do anything but rather than than sit there and feel sorry for yourself you just i mean i remember you put out videos after videos after videos on instagram you were all over the place i remember the the hill sprints you did with everybody with the cones leading up your hill uh, yeah. the video, the videos inside your garage, you just started putting stuff out there and making it happen rather than, you know, just, just sitting back and complaining about it. And yeah. you, you've taken every situation and made, you know, something out of it to now, you know, you're, you're, you're running stuff out of your gym. Um, when most people, you know, there's, there's a lot of gyms that closed their doors last year, uh, because they, they couldn't, you know, find a way to, to pivot. And you, uh, you actually found a way to open up a gym in the middle of 2020, which is just is super impressive. No, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely been a challenge. I've really, uh, through 2020, especially like, um, you know, I, it's important that I'm real to and authentic to everyone that I'm with. And, you know, I've gone through, so many challenges this year, um, that have really like knocked me down, like almost knocked me down. There's so many times that I've wanted to quit, um, and just say like, I can't do this, but, um, and then I have those really, those really great moments and those great days. But 
this is definitely not an easy job at all. No. Um, and so it's been really tough. And especially, you know, being a female in a very male dominated industry, like it's very, very, very tough. Um, so I've dealt with a lot of challenges just from being a female in a male dominated industry. Um, but also even just like being a part of the LGBTQ community, like I've dealt with a lot of hate, honestly, like you really Mm. learn like who has your back and who doesn't. Um, And so, you know, I've gone through, uh, you know, drama with that and having to overcome that I've gone through, you know, people leaving, um, you know, because of how I choose to orient myself and how I choose to live my life or who I choose to love. Um, I've had, you know, people not want to come to my gym because of that reason. Um, So it's like, There's been a lot of challenges that way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I never thought that would happen. It's definitely been hard, but you know, I'm working on myself mentally too, uh, as I preach it to my, you know, my athletes that I work with. So, um, but you know, it's been, it's been very hard and there's a lot of behind the scenes that a lot of people don't see. So we talked a bit before about your, you know, drilling this self-confidence, strong work ethic, helping your athletes separate themselves, you know, not just, just physically, but separate themselves mentally from the pack. Um, that's a big part of your coaching style. So how do you accomplish that? I mean, the, the physical aspect of it is, you know, you have some really cool drills. You do a lot of different stuff that we'll get into in a second when it comes to the physical side, but do you, you know, have sit and have talks? Is it kind of naturally just happen during a session or how do you have these tough conversations with athletes? Yeah. So it depends on the person really. Um, so each individual has their own set of, you know, confidence issues. There's very common ones, but each needs a different outlet. Um, each needs a different solution to that problem that they may be having or whatever is holding them back. Uh, so really for me during the first couple of sessions, uh, if I'm working, for example, with an individual athlete, I'm not really talking anything mentally too much. I'm just getting okay. them to trust me first. Um, if I just throw them with a bunch of advice immediately, um, you know, <laughs> they may be a little bit overwhelmed just because of the way that I am. I am very passionate and sometimes too passionate to a fault. So I can be very, I can be very, very intense, but it's all coming from, you know, the heart in a very good place. But if the athlete doesn't really know me, I'm not just going to throw them. So usually the first couple of sessions, what I'm doing is I'm making them feel comfortable uh, with me and knowing that this is a safe space for them to be who they want to be. Um, and that, you know, I'm going to help them achieve their goals like that. I see their potential already. Um, without even seeing them play yeah the first the first 15 minutes i know if an athlete is going high level or if they're not um like even i've posted something before watch them go through ladder drills and see how they go through ladder drills like that is just a great example because um not from the physical side like i think a lot of people they misinterpret when i said you know have them go through ladder drills that they're talking about the physical side of their natural athletic ability i'm talking about how do they go through the entire ladder each single ladder all the time are they working mm-hmm. hard are they paying attention are they focused are they listening are they nodding their head when i'm talking are they fixing are they adapting are they coachable so like that is what i really focus on when I work with an athlete and then I start to get into the mental side of it. Um, and so before I'm explaining everything, like the why, um, how this is going to help you, all that kind of stuff that I help with this stuff. I help with confidence. I help with nutrition. Um, and then once they get comfortable, 
comfortable with me and ask, Hey, what are you good at? What are your strengths? Um, I usually show them like maybe some different things that they can do, but it's really just conversations while they're training. So I don't really sit down with a lot of athletes. Like they go through a workout and they're like, all right, let's talk. Cause it's not therapy. Like I'm not a therapist, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I'm integrating, like, you know, I'm teaching them why they're doing what they're doing for every single exercise. So they know exactly what they're doing and they, they know that this is going to help with that. And then naturally just through asking questions or they ask me something, I go on a ramble about something and it ends up helping them. And so, um, it all depends, um, on the person, honestly, but usually with a new athlete, um, I'm not like, you know, cause I don't know them yet. I don't know what, what makes them tick, what makes them go, like, uh, what motivates them, how, what, uh, coaching style fits best with them. So like you have to, as a coach, um, often you have to adapt you have your style and your philosophy, but you have to adapt to your individual athlete um, to tap into their ability because one way may not work for them um, as another athlete would. So, um, cause I preach Definitely. just culture and relationships. So I, the, the athletes that I work with, I'm very close with, like, I want to help them not only in uh, the gym um, and their athletic goals, but like what's beyond your athletic goals. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, even in athletics too, it's like, so many female athletes, I was a little bit different in the fact that like, I had swagger, I was, I was mean (laughs) on the court. Um, You know, I had my, my fearful moments, but like, um, and you're watching like the NCAA tournament now, and you see these girls like that have the swagger and have, and it's now becoming, okay, that's how I need to orient myself. And so, um, you know, I focus on the mentality part, but it's also like, it's, it's everything. Um, it's not okay. just a training session. It's life. It's like, I want to be able to five years from now, if you're getting married or like whatever, like I want to be invited to your wedding. Um, <laughs> I want to be, um, you know, I want to see, I want to be able to still, you know, talk on the phone with you and have conversations with you and, uh, you know, be a part of your entire athletic journey. And, you know, you invest in the process with me, not just for a couple of months, but for years, it's really yeah. all just to build female athletes in whatever sport and just, um, and in the industry too, um, and just give them a better opportunity quality. Like there's not a lot of women in this field for sure. Um, you know, that was a lot of info for your question, but no, no, yeah. it was awesome. No, I'm, I'm just, just, just taking it all in. Cause um, yeah, that's what I, that's actually was what I was going to get into next was you know where where do you hope to go with this and what are you kind of trying to accomplish with it and you really I mean you really covered it right there with you know being a voice in this space that is underrepresented and is uh, you know like we talked about before with the NCAA undervalued you know I, I I hear all the time about you know male athletes very early on getting into strength training but you know how many young female athletes you know 12 13 14 are encouraged to start lifting weights no definitely not that's the that's the huge discrepancy um you know it's it's such an untapped area um like there is male athletes like with trainers you know like you know, the male has to, they believe they have to live up to a certain image. And if you look at the NCA men's, like everyone is just jacked. Um, yeah, so like, right? if you're not physically strong, like you're not going to make it female athletes. You can get away with that. If you have just insane athletic God, God gifted ability. Right. So like the top yeah. five, 10%, like may have not 
had any strength training and can still go D one because they're insanely athletic. They can shoot the ball. They have skill at the men's level. You can't get away with that. But like women, for example, like if you're not that top five, 10%, like you have so much untapped potential. And so it's like that, that training can really help not only build your confidence, but it's going to transfer to the game as well. And so, um, you know, female athletes and females in this industry, you know, we're overlooked. We're not as smart, you know, no one's going to listen to us. We're not going to make it like we can't lift weights, you know, stay on the sidelines. We're undervalued. Um, we're not as capable. And even if you look at the salaries between the men's strength and conditioning oh, coaches versus geez, the female, yeah, gosh. I was talking, <laughs> yeah, I was talking to the Washington mystic strength coach, um, you know, over COVID. And she said, that the Seattle Storm strength and conditioning coach for the women's basketball. First, there's not a lot of strength and conditioning coaches within the WNBA. Um, but second, she has to have two jobs just to support her family. She does not get wow. paid enough. And they've won two championships. Like they yeah. just won this year. Like um, they got Sue Bird, they got Brianna Stewart. Like it is a, you know, and the the game is growing. And so why aren't we giving, you know, these people in the industry especially females, like what they deserve. But then you look at the male side and like, you know, they're getting way double, triple. Um, and you look yeah. at the women's salaries, even athletes. Um, and so like I'm fighting, you know, for that same thing, just like as other females in this, I'm just in this industry or female athletes are, you know, they're fighting for equal pay. They're fighting for equality. Um, you know, I'm just doing it within the strength and in the strength and conditioning industry. But, you know, athletes are doing it for athletes. And I think every female deserves, um, you know, to be as equal as a man. Absolutely. And, and I and I really think that you're doing an awesome job with, you know, combining the physical and the mental aspect with your athletes to instill this confidence that because you know how much this stuff you know, transfers outside the weight room into how you know, sure. the women are carrying themselves and, you know, speaking up and, and, you know, demanding equality and, and having a seat at the table and, and just kind of, you know, breaking down the, the boys clubs throughout, you know, every industry that we have right now is so that we right. can you know, get to a point where, you know, everybody is listening to everybody because everybody has something to offer. Yeah. You're seeing um, it more and more, especially now with social media, uh, you're yes. seeing like, you know, the first NFL coach who's a woman or the first female ref yeah, um, for yeah. a Super Bowl. Um, and you're seeing finally some sort of, you know, breakthrough and, you know, how we're chopping it up a little bit. And you see uh, even males starting to really support the women's game. And you have to like the male, the male athletes, if they, if a, if a young male sees their role model, supporting the women's game for example Kobe like you know yeah. he preached that mamba mentality but you know if you don't have mamba mentality and you know you're not supporting the women's game then you don't have it you know so yep. it's like you're seeing Kobe who's now involved in who was now involved in the women's game and um that really helped a lot like that so like even just having you know males now you know speaking out and really helping like that's going to start start the change um, more women who have the confidence and courage to, you know, step into that and really just try to make a change no matter how hard it is. Um, and they just keep pushing through and, you know, it's not for us. It's not, you know, for us to benefit. It's for, you know, the 
you know, 12 year old girl that wants to go to the WNBA and make that or the, you know, 13 year old girl with uh, who has no idea, you know, where sports, you know, may not be an option, but she really likes, you know, to be a strength conditioning coach, like can, can, you know, the fight that we are fighting now, make that better for her, just as you know, um, the, you know, females in the past have made it easier for us. Yep, absolutely. And, and I think you with the with the experience that you had going through high school and what you dealt with personally and how open you are about that, that, you know, you seeing the young women that you are now and walking this walk with them and being open about, you know, what your life has been like, that you have the opportunity to, to save them from a lot of the stuff that, that you had to go through. And I think that that's really important for, for coaches to help athletes. I mean, obviously there's, there's bumps in the road for all athletes, but if we can help them make, you know, less mistakes or go through less hardships than, than we had to go through that you don't need to go through, then we're doing our job as a coach. No, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, so real quick, I, I want to make sure that, that people know, you know, what it is that you do over there at JR Performance. So what do you offer in the way of like in-person sessions online? Tell me what you got going on with that. Yeah, so I have a couple of different things going on. Um, right now, I do individual and group training. So my group training is usually for high school. Um, I don't train a lot of middle school. Um, it's just not the the realm that I, I do have a few middle schoolers, but okay. it's I'm more tapping into the uh, the high school realm. Um, and so just because of my time and space, like um, I've had so many people tell me not to specialize. Um, but, and that it's a mistake or, you know, what I'm doing, like I should have a bigger space so I can have more people in the gym, but like, that's not what I'm about. I'm about nah. developing relationships and a culture when you come into the gym. Right. So I don't, I don't have a lot of clients compared to a lot of gyms around in Frederick, but I have clients that I have a great relationship with and that I help them on an individual basis. So, um, the group training, um, you know, I have less than six, um, okay. you know, about six, six or less, um, and so that is just, that's just general programming in every aspect of, you know, strength and conditioning. Like I'm going to increase your footwork. I'm going to increase your strength. I'm going to increase your explosiveness, like all of that, but it's generalized mm -hmm. to fit okay. for the group. Um, I have some college athletes within that high school group too, and that's more of the juniors and seniors. Um, and so they've had experience with me. Um, they're put into a group that they would fit best in. Um, most of them are experienced coming from other gyms. Um, and so, um, that is usually what I do with the groups. And so, you know, they go early in the morning. Um, so I'm up, uh, they want to go before school, you know, I'm up yeah. as well. So, um, awesome. I have that. And then I offer individual training. They're going to get an individualized, customized approach, um, all detailed specifically to their sport and their goals. So if, okay an athlete, for example, uh, plays lacrosse. I have a lot of lacrosse athletes. So Maryland is a huge uh, hotspot for lacrosse. Um, oh, and yeah. so, um, I train a lot of lacrosse athletes and so, um, and they're beast. Uh, so, but they, uh, I train a lot of them individually, um, because a lot of them are different in the way that, uh, their style, um, and the way that they need to be coached and also their programming. Um, you know, um, like I can't treat someone that has, for example, 10 years of gymnastics experience versus someone that um, is a multi-sport athlete um, and already has footwork and explosiveness. Like I need to treat them differently, which means I need to give yes. them different programming. So everything's individualized based off of them, based off their goals. 
then I can really tap into that mental aspect of it. It's very hard when I'm in a group of six to eight girls uh, <laughs> yeah. to really like talk mentality, right? Um, their attention span is not um, <laughs> is not very long, I've realized. And so like individually, I can really have their full attention, they're focused, um, and then they feel really good coming out of that. So that's more the realm I'm trying to go into. I train a okay. lot of lacrosse. I train all sports. Um, but I am a basketball performance specialist. I just love the game. I want to build the game just based off my experience. So I'm really trying to tap into that um, and just build ba- like basketball athletes uh, who want to play D1 or, or at the D1 level, D3, D, uh, D2, like whatever level it may be, who have just goals of wanting to be better. But really any athlete that just is driven and um, humbled and coachable and just wants to get after it, like um, I totally like – um, you know, want to train them, um, and like want to invest in them and have them invest in me. But, um, but that's, so what I brought up before is that I've had a lot of people tell me not to specialize. Um, and so like, I've realized that you can't base what you're doing off of someone else's opinion. And that's what I try to teach to my, yeah, that's (laughs) what I try to teach. Yeah. That's what I teach to my athletes. It's like, you're going to have a lot of people tell you what to do, but like, you know, don't let anyone tell you what you can't like that you can't do something or that you can't be something. Um, and so I have just gone into this realm of specialization um, of um, even just like lacrosse training as well, because I do have a lot of lacrosse athletes and I know the game because I played it for years, um, yeah. but basketball as well. So like, I would say those are definitely my two specializations, um, okay. but basketball is my overall goal. I want to build a women's game specifically. So group training, individual training, um, you know, basketball training as well. Uh, At some point I don't have a, like a gym, but the goal is for my next gym to have like a half court or something where I can now apply. Yeah. Yeah, So that I can apply the strength and conditioning with the basketball training and really just implement it all. And then, um, I do have online apps that I'm coming out with now. I just came out with a 12 week program, um, for that's basketball specific. So people that don't have the money, um, to be able to train with me, they can have this 12 week for like super cheap, um, that they can do at home or at a local gym where, um, they're training with me and can really, uh, they're training with me like online, um, at a fraction of the cost. And then I'm on, um, I'm training, I'm right now working on a 30 day program to improve like your first step in explosiveness. Um, and so that's definitely, I'm doing like little tiny programs, seeing what works, really just test and trial, seeing what need and want. So um, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I offer. And then, um, that's really like, you know, why, like, you know, everything that we've talked about, why I do what I do, um, just how I am just continuing to separate myself and just learning a lot about, um, also like, you know, you got to put yourself out there, um, no matter what anyone else thinks. Um, and you can't let anyone tell you what you can't do. Um, you know, I get rejected on a daily basis and it's just part (laughs) of the game, right? Um, (laughs) you know, you only, you only need one. And so I've gotten rejected. I've gotten shamed for who I am. Like I've had to deal with all this stuff and I'm still dealing with it and I'm going to continue to deal with it. But like, I have a great support system. Um, you know, I have an amazing girlfriend, like I have a gym, I own my own business, you know, I have so many great things right in this moment. And so no problem actually exists. But for me, I definitely tend to overthink um, and get Mm. away from that. So I think um, for me, like I'm very, I'm trying to learn on that presence. Like right now, I don't have any issues right now. I have the athletes that I have, and I'm going to do everything that I can to make them better. 
Absolutely. Man, what a good mindset too. Cool. So where can people find you online? Um, so I'm coming out with a website soon. Um, okay. That'll be in the next couple weeks. Um, and, but right now I kind of just go through Instagram. Um, yeah. Instagram has been where I've gotten pretty much everything. So at coach JR performance, um, or you can just type in Jess Roz, uh, my full, my name, um, and it'll come up. But, um, that's where people, um, that's kind of where I show more of what I do. Um, okay. and then also like, that's kind of how people reach out to me as well. Cool. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing all of this stuff, Jess. I mean, it's just, it's, I've, I've told you before in, in, you know, our conversations on Instagram and stuff, how proud I am of you, but it's just like hearing you and the growth that you've had just even in the past year. And then like what you're setting up for yourself now and where I know you're going to be in like five years, 10 years. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited that I know you because I know that I'm going to be talking to you in 10 years and probably asking you advice <laughs> because you're just, you, you've got, you, you've got such a, such a good attitude with this. And it, and it, you know, we went through very similar things in 2020 with the courses of our, our careers. And, you know, we, we do things, you know, pretty differently in the way we, that we coach people, but, um, and, and the types of people that we train, but we do have so many things in common when it comes to this experience. And it's just, it's really cool to talk to somebody else who uh, embraced the challenges of 2020. And I know that you've got just an awesome future ahead of you. And I'm, I'm super, no, super proud of so our, already what you've done. No. Yeah. It's definitely, it's been a long way since the why, but also credit <laughs> to you. Um, you are one of those coaches that really helped me in that, um, you know, even though like we have a better relationship now than we did back then. Cause I was just super quiet and didn't want to get to know anyone. Um, <laughs> like I just like, honestly, like, it's awesome to see like a like-minded coach. You're super smart at what you do. Like I learned a lot from you and I've, um, you know, you, you are one of those people that like continue to support me as well. Um, and that have been loyal to me like over the years, um, and just always like checking in and, um, you know, commenting on my stuff and all that kind of stuff. So I'm super grateful for you as well. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. Jess. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. If you could subscribe to the show, leave a rating and share this episode with your friends, that would be awesome. You can find us on social media using the handle at straightshottraining. And again, our website is straightshottraining.com where you can join the email club and learn more about how we can help you by getting you started with a coach today. Thanks again and have a great week, everybody. 